Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you doing? Listen, real quick, before I start this episode, I want to share something. We were able to interview Robert Kiyosaki. That's right, guys. The author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad was on our podcast, and I'm so excited to launch that episode. It's coming out at a later date. But hey, real quick, if you join Start the Spark Priority, you'll be able to get access to this episode early, and you'll also receive group mentorship, scheduling with the whole ADPI team. That's right. I said the whole team. If you guys are working on a deal and you want to schedule a call with us to get our advice, absolutely bring it to our attention, schedule a call, and you'll be able to get anyone on the team with you. Hey, also, you'll get access to turnkey deals. That's super important because now we're at the beginning of 2019, and for all those who have a goal to get one, two, three, maybe four properties before the end of the year, this is crucial. And we have a relationship built with turnkey providers that will make sure the properties you get are quality. That's right, guys, quality, and we vet it too, to make sure that it's the same. So make sure that you guys tap into that resource. I just want to put that out there. Now let's start the show. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. You are not going to believe who I have right here on this podcast. His name is Chad Philpot from Waverly, Tennessee. He's a prior Navy uh, technician, right? Am I, am I uh, safe to say that? Yeah, prior Navy. Yeah, nuclear electronic tech- technician. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and he has been investing for now just over a couple of years, and he's developed quite the portfolio. It's pretty impressive. And I'm excited to, uh, to interview him here. Chad, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to come on to the podcast, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Hope we can help somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited to share your story. So can you tell us a little bit about your, uh, yourself, maybe some of your military background and how you eventually got started in real estate? Yeah, sure thing. So before I joined the Navy, uh, I worked at my dad's hardware store and lumber company for five years. So I learned a little bit about, you know, construction and plumbing and electrical, a little bit of everything. Um, So I joined the Navy back in 97. I was a nuclear electronics technician. So I went to nuke school down in Orlando, Uh, went to Norfolk where I was stationed on a carrier. Uh, It was there we kind of got started investing. Uh, Me and one of my buddies that, you know, we worked out with, we were in the same uh, division and everything. Uh, he was like, Hey man, let's go buy a house. And I was like, yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> so we, we bought a four bedroom house cause I already had two roommates. Nice. So they moved in with us, rented out two bedrooms. Uh, so we were house hacking and we just really didn't know what it was called okay. back then. Cool. So, you know, I got out in 03. He got out just a few months after we sold the house and basically with the appreciation and what we had paid down, because we just paid rent like we were still paying rent at our, our other place. Right. Uh, we, we got back like all we had paid in in rent. 
Nice. There you go. So I was able to take that and put it on a down payment on a house when I moved back to Tennessee. Outstanding. <laughs> that is yeah, awesome. So that was my first uh, house hack. Uh, my dad got his contractor's license while I was in the Navy. So I had him build me a spec house. Uh, for people that don't know, it's you know, a speculation house. You build a house without a buyer. Okay. Uh, so when it was finished, I sold it. Uh, that lady got a rural housing loan, which is not prevalent really in Norfolk, but out here, you know, the USDA will do a hundred percent financing. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a really good program. Helps a lot of people get into houses. Uh, but you know, she, she lost it somehow. I don't know what her circumstances were, but you know, it went back and it sat empty for four years. You know, my mom lives right behind it. Uh, so I would drive by it and see it just sitting there empty and there was nothing we could do about it. And finally it went up for auction and I went back and bought it back and then wow. fixed it up again and then resold it. <laughs> what? Oh my God, man. That's crazy. Oh man. I feel, I feel bad. Like that's, I know it's never a good, um, uh, never a good time when someone loses their house. But I mean, but outside of that, the fact that you were able there to see it every single day and then eventually buy it back and resell it. I was, yeah, crazy. it's interesting, man. All right. So I'll tell you a little bit more about that house. So uh, we were going to sell it on a rent to own, you know, okay. a lease agreement. Lease agreement. Um, yep. So a, a girl I was in high school with, she called me and she was like, Hey, you know, I, I want to see that house. And I was like, well, you know, I'm in Nashville but I knew her from high school and this was like, you know, 13 years later, I was like, well, she's all right. I, I was like, I'll just give you the lockbox code and you go in and take a look around. And uh, her sister was in my class and everything. And uh, so she called me back and says, yeah, yeah, I want it. I'll, I'll have the money for you tomorrow. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just meet you down there. So we showed up and I was like, Oh, you know, she's already here. She's, you know, we walk in and she's like already got stuff moved in. Wow. Okay. Where, where did all this stuff come from? She's like, Oh, well, I told you I wanted it. I said, but you ain't signed no paperwork. Right. <laughs> What's going on? So I was like, all right, you know, we'll just get past that. Get all the paperwork. You know, she was paying like weekly, I think. And, uh, it was like three weeks later, she has her uncle call me and she's like, well, you know, she can't afford this house. And I was like, what? Oh, no. And, uh, I was like, well, then she got to move out. Right. They were like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She'll move out. And you know, can she get the deposit back? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I, let me look at the house first, make sure it's still in the condition that, you know, that I gave it to y'all in. And, um, it was not, you know, afterwards they had dripped oh, grease God. through the carpet, brand new carpet. There was grease and stuff all dripped through there. Uh, the walls have been destroyed, you know, in a couple places where they'd had like an electric cooker and grease had splattered up all over the walls. No way. But yeah, so we had to do like another turnaround on it and get it resold. Jeez, man. Again, okay. So. Now I'll backtrack a little bit. While she was in there, just those three weeks, uh, my wife's brother lives on that road and he called her one day and was like, what is Zach Adams doing at y'all's house? And, you know, we're, we haven't lived there in a while. So I was like, I don't know who that is. Right. Oh, he's nothing but trouble. You know, he's a drug dealer and all this stuff. Oh no. Well, 
a few months prior, a girl from our hometown named Holly Bobo had went missing. And we'd been down there searching for her. You know, her parents used to come in my dad's hardware store. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Well, if you, if you Google Zach Adams now, he's the one that killed her. Oh. So we had this murder at our house. You know, okay. he didn't, he wasn't on the loose, but he was this girl's baby daddy. Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she had like three kids by him, two or three kids. And we didn't know all this to go to start with. And I was, and I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, so we got him out of there, you know, got her out of there. And then it was later on that it came out that, you know, he had killed Holly Bobo. And we're like, that guy was at our house. Like, Holy cow. <laughs> okay, man. So after that, you know, that's kind of like our bad renter story. And right. after that, we're like, took a break from real estate. Like, no, you know, I don't know if I want to do rent houses or not, if that's what I got to deal with. Mm-hmm. So we got on the Dave Ramsey plan real hard and heavy. You know, I worked a bunch of overtime and we paid our house off. So that was great. You know, and then we moved and, uh, we bought 40 acres in an auction. That was another story. I went to an auction. If you go to an auction on a cold and rainy day, you're likely to get a deal because nobody's bidding. Oh, wow. So I had to make a phone call to my wife. I'm like, hey, you know, I just, I told you I was going out here to see what this land was going for. And I bought 40 acres. And you just bought 40 acres of land? <laughs> what? Okay. Like, what did you pay for it? I was like, well, I didn't pay but $1,150 an acre for it. Okay, well, that's not bad then. Wait, eleven hundred and fifty per acre? Per acre, yeah. Okay. So about I think it was about forty four thousand, something like that. Okay. Wow. Goodness. So we ended up moving out there and uh sold that other house and you know that paid for this house. Um so we were living out there debt free and I'm I'm starting to get the real estate bug, you know, I'm listening to bigger pockets, reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, and I'm like, okay, listen to Matt Terrio. I'm like, I gotta I gotta convince her to get back in it. You know, right. I just can't save my way to a mountain of cash to retirement. So then I was like, I was like, let's do, let's try to get back into rental. She was like, all right. You know, she was hesitant for a while. So we went and got a HELOC, which is the same thing my dad and brother did, home equity line of credit on our house. Um, uh, took the HELOC out on it, went and bought our first property at another auction. It was cold and rainy. Wow. So I got a pretty good deal on it. Uh, it was just a three bed, two bath, double wide trailer. So we fixed it up, rented it out. Like before it was even finished, we had people walking in. Like, Hey, y'all want to rent this house? Like you got to get out of here. This is a construction site. <laughs> we got nails and stuff everywhere. Like, yeah, we're going to rent it out, but it's not finished yet. You got to get out. Right, right, right. Uh, so wow. then I knew I was going on to something there. So I was buying like two houses at a time on the HELOC and then we would fix them up and then refinance them through our local bank with a commercial loan. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was like a five year loan, but they did it with a 20 year amortization. Right. So we were basically doing the Burr method, you know, the buy rehab rent repeat. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that's basically what we were doing. So we did that in less than a year and a half. We were at 13 properties. Wow. And I'm at, I'm at number 12 today. We're finishing up a rehab. We have some people move out. So we went in and completely gutted the inside, 
it had old paneling and old cabinets. So we took all that down, put up new sheetrock, put up a new kitchen. So, you know, it's really nice on the inside. And a girl just walked in and was like, yep, I want it. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So so the rental market there is just really hot then. It must be, right? I mean, if you got people walking around and just stopping by and saying, hey, this looks good. Can I rent? Yeah, you know, those those Facebook groups, uh, they do them by county here. And it'll be like Humphreys County, buy, sell, or trade. Okay. There's always people asking for rentals in there. And that's the only place we advertise. In Facebook? Yeah, wow. in Facebook. That's We get all of our rentals from there. It got to be so bad, we started doing, we called it a rent event. Because, you know, people thought open house, you're trying to sell a house. Right. But we started doing what we call a rent event. We're like, hey, we're going to be here on Saturday from 12 to 2. Because if you want to see this house, that's when you come look at it. True. Because, and, you know, we were otherwise we'd have to make 20 trips. Or we yeah, could give them I was going to say. Blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, if I tried you, to show one house and I was like, I'll give you 15 minutes, you know, and that's it. Because I got somebody else coming at 3.15, got one coming at 3.30. And so that's when we come up with the rent event. We're like, well, we'll just open it up for two hours. Right. Let people come in and look at it. And every time I've done, (laughs) there's always been somebody here waiting on me. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. application right here. Like, oh, okay. If it's good, you know, we'll rent it to you. Wow. So, so how do you do your background checks on these individuals? Because I'm sure you don't want just anyone coming and renting the house from you, right? I mean, how do you do your due diligence to to make sure that they're good? We got from Bigger Pockets, we got the book on managing rentals. Okay. And anybody that's going to do this should probably read that book. It's a great book, but it also comes with all the forms that you need. Okay. So it's got the application. It's got like a 12 or 13 page lease. Mm-hmm. It's got all the notices you would need to send anybody. So, I mean, it really made me look more professional than I really am. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's good. It looks like you're just some rock star property hey. manager with all these forms and paperwork. Fake it like, till you make oh, it, man. That's yeah. what it's all about. <laughs> yep. That's true. And that application, the application weeds out a lot of people, you know, that would be undesirable in your properties. Right. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not filling all that out. Like that's fine because there's 20 other people that did. Right. Cool. That's what people, you know, I tell people they're like, well, is it hard to find people? I'm like, no, if I had 20 more houses, I could have them rented by the end of the weekend. Wow. <laughs> All right. We're just within, you know, we're in an hour, we're within an hour, an hour and a half of Nashville, and it's just growing so fast that it's pushing out along every interstate. You know, whether you're going down 40 to Dixon or going to Columbia or Clarksville, uh, it doesn't matter where you're going. Everything on an interstate connected to Nashville is booming, and you know, the renters there, rent goes up in Dixon, and those people look, you know, they look to Waverly for lower rents. And so that started to raise rent away really a little bit, but it's still, you know, a lot more affordable than Dixon. Right. Oh man. Okay. That's incredible. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And a lot to dissect too, because I want to go into some of these terms just for some of our listeners who may be hearing this for the first time. But, um, but that is very impressive, Chad. I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. Can we, you mentioned earlier about um, lease agreements and like a rent to own. Can we explain that concept really quick for, uh, for those who don't necessarily know what, uh, what that is or never heard of it before? Yeah. So a rent to own 
or a lease agreement. Rent to own has kind of been outlawed in some states. So some people call it a lease agreement or a land contract. Um, so what that is, is basically it's, it's an owner finance deal. You know, if I sold it to you, I would be acting as a bank. You'd pay me principal and interest every month or every week, whatever we agreed on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really lucrative because you don't have to worry about repairs or anything. If, if they tear it up, you know, it's, it's on them. If the HVAC breaks, well, they need to fix it. So you don't have any of those costs, but you also lose a lot of the uh, benefits of owning rentals. You don't get depreciation. You don't own it anymore, so you don't get appreciation. Uh, you don't get the amortization, really, that they're paying your mortgage down for you, and you'll own it free and clear in you know twenty or thirty years. Right. But there, you know, there's there's benefits and drawbacks to each of those. Yeah. You're right. I mean, you get a stable return, you know, ish, right? Assuming everyone's making their payments on time, but yeah, right. It's, and you don't get the capital gains uh, tax burden at the end of just regular sale too, which is nice. Exactly. So um, yeah, so that's good. And stuff. you can be the bank, you know, if you, if you look at where the banks are, the banks own the best real estate in every city. Very true. Very so there's, true. There's something to do about being in the banking business. Very true. And you see the, that amortization schedule. If, uh, for those of you who have purchased a house before, if you take a look at that giant like 30-year schedule, you can see you're almost paying the bank double of what you're purchasing your house for in some cases. So thanks like make a lot of money through mortgages. And exactly. Rent to own is not a bad, uh, not a bad bet, especially if you're getting started out young. You got 30 years to just wait for it to collect your cash. <laughs> yeah. Not bad, but okay. Awesome. Can we, uh, could we, can we talk a little bit more about the home equity line of credit process? Um, I know it's something that we have spoken about before, but just to kind of give uh, some of our listeners more insight on how you did it, right? How you were able to take your home equity line of credit, purchase more properties, and then refinance it later on. Can you, do you mind talking a little bit about that strategy? No, absolutely. Let's talk about it. Uh, so what we did is I called our, our banker and I said, Hey, you know, I want to get a home equity line. He was like, okay. So he gave me an application. Uh, they ordered an appraisal and I paid for that. Uh, so, you know, around here an appraisal is three fifty four hundred dollars Um, so the appraisal came back and he said, okay, we'll give you, I think it was 80%, might be 75 of the value. Uh, I was like, okay. So they basically just set it up like a credit line. And some, some places will give you a credit card that you can use. I just call him and say, Hey, transfer $3,000 to my rental account, you know, for this rehab we're doing, or Hey, transfer $40,000 so I can buy this double wide. Um, so that's what we did. You know, I just called him. And I'm like, Hey, I, I bought this double wide. So I need 40 grand transferred to my rental before the closing. He was like, okay. So it's All like right. it's, you, within minutes, it's in my account, you know, ready to go. All right. There we go. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and it is very simple, you know, I mean, now I know that there are some drawbacks sometimes that people get a little nervous about the HELOC process. Um, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here on this, but you know, it's, it's adjustable, right? Normally has some kind of fixed rate for, you know, a certain term. And then after that it may jump. And I guess there's a risk that they can always call it back at any point, but um, but you know, typically from what I've heard and what I've seen, it doesn't really happen like that. You know, it's, I mean, it's 
it is fixed, right? For a certain amount of time, and it will jump. Yeah. yeah. Ours is fixed for five years. Five years. In five years, they can adjust the rate. Uh, my dad's just adjusted. I think it went up like a percent. Um, so, you know, ours may adjust in another three and a half years or so. Right. Uh, we'll have to see what rates are doing then. But at that, but at this point, it's been a proven strategy that's worked for you, and there's like minimal risk because you're educated. You've you've used the process, and, and it's working. So why not, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, exactly. So so yeah, definitely don't. Uh, I'm trying to dispel the fear, right, about a home equity line of credit. If it's something that you can use to leverage buying more properties, go for it. You know, just make sure that you have a plan, right? Just like Chad here does. And uh, and you can do it. You can make some some serious uh, some serious gain. I mean, thirteen properties in two years—that's impressive, Chad. I gotta oh, say. Oh yeah, now they're they're paying for themselves. I mean, you're basically tapping the equity. If you you know, I paid extra on my mortgage. I did the Dave Ramsey plan. I did all the baby steps, but I just retired my money away into my house. Yeah. Same thing with an IRA. Our IRA. You know, I retired it until I was fifty nine and a half. And I don't, I didn't, I wasn't going to get to use it until then, but this way I get to use it now. Exactly. Yep. And you can use it to build even more. So at the time you're ready to retire, you're already set and you've got a lot of cash flow coming from your rentals. So, uh, so how many rentals are you going for? What's, what's the, what's next for you, Chad? My ultimate goal is, you know, I work at a power plant and it's coal fired. So it's out of favor. You know, but we're so big that, you know, and we are clean. We are a clean coal-powered plant. Okay. But there's still a stigma attached. So my, my goal is to get us to where it, I replace my salary with rentals. Okay. Awesome. So I want to, you know, I want to get the gross rents up to replace it and then start paying them off. And we're pretty close. You know, we're pretty close. Wow, man. That's impressive, man. That is very impressive. Well, I'm sure with 13 and not too, not too far away. Is there a goal number? Do you have like, is it 20 properties that'll probably replace you or is it just however much is renting? I'll tell you what I told my bosses when they were asking me about it. They said, well, what's, what's your deal with all this real estate you're doing? I said, well, look, I'm on the, I'm on like the 2017 plan. He's like, what's that? I was like, I need 20 more years here or I need 17 more houses, whichever comes first. <laughs> nice. All right. 2017, plan. I like that. That's cool. <laughs> All right, man. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chad. I really appreciate your time here and, uh, and explaining your story and your, um, and the process. I got to take you through our bonus round real quick. So, so our listeners can kind of get to know you a little bit more. I've got okay, three, right. three, three final questions for you, uh, if you'll entertain me. So what is your favorite book? Okay. If you haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that's where you need to start to get your mind right. If you have, then get the book on managing rental properties. It'll just take you through step by step and makes the process so much easier. All right. All right. Definitely. And that's that Bigger Pockets book, right? That you Bigger Pockets book, yes. All right. And that will be in the show notes page as well, guys. So make sure you check that out. All right, sweet. So question number two, who's your favorite hero and why? Well, uh, my first boss at the hardware store, unfortunately, just passed away last night. Oh, no. Sorry. You know, I hated to hear it. She had moved off after, you know, after after they sold the business to us. Mm. And uh, 
we worked together for, you know, four or five years and she taught me a lot, you know, a lot about the business, a lot, you know, just mix and paint everything, a little bit about the business, a little bit about life. Uh, you know, she was just a mentor to me. So uh, right now I'd probably say, yeah, Diane O'Kane was my, my first hero. Wow. Wow. That's amazing, man. I'm sorry to hear about the loss. That's, that's sad, but, yeah. um, but I mean, her, you're her legacy, right? You're carrying forward her message or, um, and everything that she taught you. I mean, that's awesome. And you're doing well with it, man. So, so carry on that torch and carry it on proud. Thank you. That's awesome, man. Okay. Uh, so what three nuggets of wisdom would you offer to those who are maybe thinking about getting started? Maybe they're on the edge, right? But, but they're, they're not there yet. What, what three nuggets of wisdom would you, would you give to those individuals? All right. So if you're thinking about getting into it, uh, podcasting, I love a good podcast. And everybody says every sentence you start out with starts with, Hey, I heard this on a podcast. You know, I've got a 40-minute commute. If you've got any kind of commute, you know, turn your car into a mobile university, especially if you're by yourself. That, you know, there, there's no reason listening to the commercials and stuff on the radio when you can be learning so much on how to get uh, financially independent. So that, that's my first step. Um, after you've done that for a little bit, you know, buy a deal. Go to an auction when it's cold and rainy. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> All right. So get that first deal because they come so quick after that. My original plan was like, Hey, I'll just buy one house a year for 10 years. And then, you know, when the plant closes, they'll be pretty much paid for. And I had those 10 houses in less than a year. And my wife is just like, what are you doing? (laughs) She was saying that, but she was helping me out. You know, she was like, hollering at people in the Walmart parking lot. Hey, like, Hey, you want to sell that rent house you got? (laughs) That is awesome, man. That is awesome. Okay, cool. And the the third nugget I would say is, uh, whatever you're interested in, try to go to a live event and meet some people. You know, I went to Rod Khalif's event in Chicago, met Eric, and that's how I got introduced to you guys. Yeah, and I love what y'all are doing for the military. You know, me and my wife are both military. Uh, we love to help out uh, active and veterans. So yeah, go to a live event if you can swing it, and uh, you'll just it, the networking is so great there. It really is. It really is. Are you going to the one in Tampa by chance? No, I can't go to the one in Tampa. Uh, I can't I'm, make it. Okay. Yeah, I see his emails all the time, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could go. Yeah, no, I'm actually going to that one too. I'm I'm excited for it. This will be my second one, but I I absolutely love those events. If you guys don't, there'll be a link to Rod's events here in the show notes page as well. You guys need to check out Rod Khalif, man. He's an amazing guy. Yeah, even if you're not want to buy apartments, you just want to do houses. You can learn so much. So much. You no, know, I'd like to get into apartments, but there's just not really any around here. It's a rural area. So there's none for sale right now. My niche is houses. Okay. And you ride out that niche until you hit your 2017 plan and then oh. maybe you can explore something like else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, people, people sometimes not double and single wides, but they're my best cash flow in properties. Yeah. Hey, when you say, when you say double and single wide, what do you mean? I don't think a lot of people know, know that. Term. So, you know, they used to call them trailers. Okay. You no. Know, but now they're manufactured homes. And I, when we bought one new, we went in there and was like, hey, you know, we want to look at this trailer. 
And they're like, we don't sell trailers. We sell manufactured homes. I was like, well, if it comes to my lot behind a truck on wheels, it's a trailer. <laughs> you know, like, don't get all offended. That's just what it is. <laughs> all right. So, awesome. Yeah. Dublin single wides. They don't really appreciate, but they rent just like a house. Uh, and you know, they got the same guts. New ones even have better insulation than a lot of the houses I'm buying. But okay. yeah, don't be scared about them either. Cause they cash flow like crazy. There you go. All right. All right, guys. Well, hey, listen, there's there's always an investment opportunity out there. Um, and I'm pretty sure, right, manufactured homes are now, you can buy those with VA loans too. So yeah, it might be a good start for somebody. Yeah, especially if you're in a more rural area. That's great. That's great, man. Chad, this has been amazing, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your help and, uh, and uh, what you're doing out there. And um, yeah, and keep on keeping on. We'll definitely stay in touch. Yeah, anytime. And if anybody wants to get in touch with me and talk about HELOCs or anything, uh, just tell them to holler at me on Facebook. Absolutely. Yeah, you're an active member on our group too. So yeah, please reach out to Chad. He's got a whole bunch of experience and a lot of of knowledge there to help share. It's good stuff. Thanks again. Thank you, Mike. All right, take care. All right, all right. That's going to do it. Thank you so much again for listening. Super excited that you guys are taking action out there. I've seen so many great victories from 2018 and so many awesome awesome resolutions for 2019 and i want to help every single one of you guys get there so if you have yet to post out what your resolution is on our forum or on our facebook page make sure you go out there and you post it we want to hear what's going on from you and we want to know how we can help you achieve those goals go ahead and make a call Click the link that's inside the show notes page and make a call with me because I want to get on the phone, see what you guys are up to, and see how we can help provide value, all right? Also, get ready for Robert Kiyosaki's interview because it is so awesome. I can't wait to produce it out there, and man, all right, guys. Anyway, (laughs) I'll catch you guys later. I'm going to get out of here. Bye. Bye.